This is Coeur d'Alene Heights, episode 11. All right, howdy and welcome to Coeur Heights, a local show for local people. I am your host, Patrick, here with you every week. A little late this week on the show, I appreciate everyone's patience. I don't have a vehicle to announce that the show is going to be late. There's the Instagram, but I'm not really, <clears throat> not really pushing the Instagram. Uh, but thank you for being so patient and for still giving us a listen. If you want to email the show, you can, cdaheights at gmail.com. Why am I late? Why am I late? Well, I had some company uh, visit the area from the east of the Mississippi. Uh, he had a great time. I had a great time with him. And then also, I was waiting to go to a film screening put on by the North Idaho Film Fest. So this will tie into what we're talking about today. There's been a big song called Rich Men North of Richmond. It blew up and it blew up again and then it blew up again. So we're going to talk about it briefly and then move on to a bit about art and the role that it has in society and how it's a part of community, this community. So what I find fascinating about this song by Anthony Oliver is how quickly it ceased to be a song and instead became a vehicle. It became a vehicle for grifting. You know, we're going to take your patriotism or political views and we're going to package it up and sell it back to you. A vehicle for every single pundit from your cable news program to your neighbor having some kind of opinion on it, whether it was astroturfed, good, bad, who is Oliver Anthony really? And then a vehicle for even more takes about his YouTube, what was on that, and then he finally made some political remarks, people had takes on that. And now suddenly, much to the delight of people so desperate to get likes on their Twitter or to hear a Christian voice on an agnostic, weed-smoking, kingmaker show, a vehicle for the Bible to be read on the biggest podcast the world over. I was was surprised that Oliver Anthony was on Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan doesn't usually have guests that blow up recently. 
I saw it when it was at about 650K views. I sent it to one friend. And then like two days later, it had eight and a half million or something like that. And everyone was talking about, I, of course, I, of course, heard it before it was cool. And then I hated it after it was uncool. No. <laughs> um, so now the, t- this sh- the song will be a vehicle for the intro to the show, a vehicle into the topic. And that's because the best take or reaction I heard to all of this came from the host of a show. Uh, let me see if I can remember it. America First, I think it was. Nick or Nate or somebody. Anyway, he simply posed the question about the song, is this who we are? Like, is is this who we are? Does this song speak for us? Does it represent us, if you will? Are we the low-down, ain't-got-a-dollar humdrummers with fake Southern accents? Probably more than that. Well, even though it may seem like we are more than that, and even the CDA Arts and Culture Alliance, if you don't know what that is, you soon will, they would maybe want to distance themselves from what they would consider such lowly hillbillery. It turns out Anthony Oliver and the CDA Arts, Culture, and Alliance have much more in common and it may seem, especially when it comes to the ideas of hmm, <laughs> diversity and inclusion. So, you like it or not, uh, Oliver Anthony does not share the views of most of the people that liked it, and he has a fake accent. And, like it or not, the CDA Arts and Culture Alliance is actually an affiliate of the CDA Chamber of Commerce. So in other words, you capture the mayor's seat and you can capture the hearts and minds of the citizenry, same as it ever was. Because that's the idea that, that's because the idea that popular art from an era now or before is popular because of the people or the populace, it's almost never been true. When we look at certain time periods in history and the art from that time period, we're often told that this art speaks to what the people were like in that era or or the things that they liked. Now, this is only a correct way of viewing these, these works under a framework. It, it, it's only correct to view it this way all these collections of art, all these art movements, it only to believe that they speak of the people or they're popular because that's what most people wanted only works under a framework of democratic rule, that the tastes of the masses are what propel for things, whether they're art or ideas or otherwise, that it represents them. But unfortunately... Well, maybe not, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Fortunately, actually, that is not how it works 
we've been told our whole lives, this is how it works, or this is how it should work. It has never worked like that, and it shouldn't work like that. And if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever thought you should, if you've ever thought the idea of giving most of the employees in a company like a vote to decide what should happen, or if you've ever worked on a creative project and tried to have tons of cooks in the kitchen instead of just one person at the top, you can see why this is uh, not only impractical, but hazardous, disastrous. It's never been how it works. Right, the art that you see from any period, be it paintings, theater, architecture, statues, they exist primarily because of the elite and powerful people at the time that commissioned it, that pushed it forward. Any time in history, it's it's really one of the most unfortunate things about the history lessons we learned in school was not the unfactual things that we learned about history, but the grand narrative that the thing of what pushes pushes history forward is, well, we heard two things. One was the masses, and the other was just some underdog individual who like had a dream or something. But this is not, this isn't how history works. It's not how art works. It's not how art works in our city our state, North Idaho, or any period in history that you can name. The works that you see reflect the values and goals of the patronage network at that time and today. So sometimes it was for beauty. Sometimes it was to inspire the population, to hold them down. Sometimes it was just to make money or to make money and demoralize, or just to demoralize. Art really does have power, so you have to wonder, when you see, when you see things in public spaces of art, ask yourself, what is, what, what is, well, first ask, is it beautiful? The second thing is, is it purposeful to the ends of, in the pursuit of, of that which is good? Or do the people that put this up have some type of insane, <laughs> insane type vision for the future that has none of your values attached to it? So in order, to, in order for art to properly represent a period, people, or place... Okay, the elite who commission it, the people in power that are putting it there, they have to be in line with their people. So sometimes, yeah, you are you are seeing things that do align with the people, but it's not because of the masses. It's because there was a connection to the from the noble class or the elite, whatever you want to call them, to your everyman. The Medici's come to mind, or anything really in Western Europe. Religious royal art, religious royal people. 
religious royal nations, right? There were noble visions in these places and at these times. So what, what does that say about major motion picture movies in the 20th century to now? What does it say about Jackson Pollock? It doesn't say that there aren't good ones or that some alphabet agency painter wasn't extremely talented with a profound body of work. But it it says things are 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 popular because so things that are popular can be good. That's that's the point I'm making. It's not saying I'm not saying oh well it's popular so therefore it can't be good. Not at all. Even things that were completely funded by people that don't have your interest can be can be extraordinary. There's no doubt. Doesn't necessarily mean they're good for you. Maybe they can be good for you. Maybe maybe they can be turned around for something good. I think there's a lot of things in a lot of postmodern artists that shouldn't be thrown away. But um, but things are not popular because they are good just because they are good, right? So like, just turn on YouTube and you'll learn that very quickly, that there are plenty of popular things that are not good, okay? It, it also says that, so anyone who thinks, like, I'll just make something good enough and I'll get noticed, they've, they've took the boomer pill wholesale and its mechanism of action is still raging, through their body. And I, I I think the American dream as sold to millennials, Zoomers, Gen X too, um, is like the boomer dream. This one guy can make it. Now we all we all really like these stories, and one guy can make it, <clears throat> but it's a grand narrative. If you make an awesome song or an awesome piece of art, that does not mean it's going to get noticed or shared. And plenty of bad stuff get noticed, shared, and amplified all the time. And so what does this say about us, North Idaho, today, in this moment? Can we really look at, say, that two-story cursed blue heart that literally hangs over kids while they play near uh, Memorial Field in the carousel and say, yeah, yes. Or that, I mean, it looks like a heaping pot. It really does look like they pulled it from a junkyard. And if they heard me saying this, they'd probably laugh because um, I'm not so uncertain that um, that isn't the point. Cost $75,000 for that red piece of metal that is on the way downtown with the with the I don't, birds on it which was commissioned by the way to an artist $75,000 to an, 75 grand for that thing and we all know what happens to that money come on let's get real that person was not even from this continent okay not even from this hemisphere all right uh, africa in fact and 
can you look at it and go, oh, this represent? Obviously, it doesn't represent us. It doesn't represent we want to what we want to aspire to. And the real the the joke is is clownish as it is and unhelpful, but it does not even accomplish the stated goals of the Arts Commission or the quote Arts and Culture Alliance. Arts and Culture Alliance. Get out of here. Um, so I was talking to a friend of mine who is in the know about local politics, and it, it works exactly how you think it works. You have a couple positions that get filled, and the rest get handed out. And thats I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think a lot of times we've had, I know I have, an incorrect view of what politics is, while the other side understands completely what politics is and are willing to play politics, while some folks, even if they know what politics is, they're not willing to play politics. They're not willing to execute. So what is politics? It's this simple. And there's it's funny because there's so many of course there's a lot of political theory and, and all this and uh you know there's great works by uh, Machiavelli and uh is it um is it Jeremy Bentham, I think. Uh but a lot of elite theorists. Anyway, it's this. Politics is rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. And when it's framed like that, it starts to make sense. <laughs> Everything starts to make sense about how one side understands what it is and is willing to do those things and why we find ourselves with some of the just undeserving. This community deserves better art, okay? I did say that I think McEwen Park has some of the best art in the in the city. That's true. Although I was recently there and saw the tribute to the fallen officer, you know, um, it's it's uh, n- not not a moment not a moment for the kids. Honestly, I remember driving by a, a police station. Uh, this was back where I moved from, and outside or was it was it outside was one of those heroes lives heroes work here signs i don't know if they were out here at this time but you saw them at schools and hospitals and and police departments when uh covid happened and i don't remember if i had to get something from a city hall or a driver's license. Anyway, I was inside and all plastered on the walls, plastered on the walls were drawings by elementary kids thanking the police officers for being heroes, for being heroes. So this is, so this is, this is the strategy has, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's really, <laughs> you do a whole show on it, but Anyway, my point is, my point is, uh, this is like a thing that that we're supposed to do is is teach our kids that the cops are heroes. I don't think taking your kid to McEwen Park is an appropriate time 
to look at a deceased man's picture next to a fountain and start spouting off back the blue propaganda. Okay, so I mentioned a couple times the arts, Art and Culture Alliance and the Arts Commission of Coeur d'Alene. And we, I think, what we're going to do, because it looks like we're going to make this a two-parter. <laughs> we're going to make this a two-parter. This is going to be part one. And the next show, which, because there was a long long wait for you guys and because the show was late, I'll go ahead and get this part two out relatively soon. And it's going to be part two of art and identity here on Coeur d'Alene Heights. Coeur d'Alene Heights, that's the name of the show. But art and identity in Coeur d'Alene completely makes sense. All right. That's going to do it for the show. If you have enjoyed this program, if you made it this far, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing the show on your preferred listening platform. If you would like to contact the show again, feel free to reach out at cdaheights at gmail.com. I really do appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you have an excellent day, especially going into the weekend. I really hope that uh, you tune in for the second part of this because I think you might it might bring some clarity into what's happening in this state all around us. Sometimes we can get a little relaxed because we have it so good or because we look around and, you know, see the people. So while you're out there, you beautiful people of North Idaho, stay true. No, stay real, stay good, stay beautiful, and I'll see you very soon.